楽しかったら皆さんもご一緒に。The Happiness of the Katakuris is a 2001 film by Takashi Miike、um, and it is about an intergenerational Japanese family、um, that sort of falls on hard times and decides to move to the country and、um, renovate an old、um, house and turn it into like a bed and breakfast.、Um, the house is located on a garbage dump. And、um, the film quickly turns bizarre and absurd and amazing.、Um, it is a, I would say it is a horror comedy、um, farce that is also a musical.、Um, it, it's really absurd.、Um, and, and of course, this poor family,、um, their dream is to just have, have guests at their guest house. And it is very remote, but supposedly a, a new huge road is being built that will bring tons of tourists and guests and you know,、uh, prosperity to their family.、Um, but the guests they do receive、um, meet unfortunate ends while staying in the guest house, and they try to cover it up、um, you know, to, to keep business alive,、um, such as it is. <laughs> That's a great summary. So, this is Cinema Gadfly, and my guest this month again is、uh, Krista Mergen.、Uh, thank you again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Wonderful, wonderful.、Uh, so, so、uh, why did you choose this film for me to watch? Oh, why did I?、Um, okay. <laughs> so, you,、um, you threw out a few different films. I had never seen anything by Ozu, and I said, I just thought, you know, an afternoon will be nice. And then, for some reason, Um, I thought, oh, I know a story about a Japanese family that is complete, <laughs> it will be completely different.、Um, so I rented this movie、um, from a movie store. Remember those? Like a video store? And maybe 2004, when I was in college studying film,、um, there's a great video store in Arcata, California, where I, where I finished school.、Um, and you know, it was organized by genre and by director, you know, the best video stores are. Um, and there was an entire section of Takashi Miike, and、um, I didn't know who he was really, but you know, obviously he was someone amazing and prolific because there were,、uh, yeah, and there were many, many films like yeah, he's dozens of films. He made a lot、films. of movies. He、yeah. has been so <laughs> prolific.、Um, and to this day, this is still the only one I've seen. So he's primarily known for、um, directing horror films.、Mm-hmm. He's also known for his、um, vast. Amount of, of filmmaking. He did a lot of like direct to video stuff in the 90s.、Um, and he, he made, so I, this is a, a fun factoid I found、um, when I read his,、uh, I don't know, maybe his Wikipedia page, but between 2001 and 2002, he, he actually made 15 films. So when The Happiness of Katakuri was made,、um, you know, within the following year, he, you know, completed 15 different films. And this film is, you know, it, it is also over two, two hours long.、Um, You know, like an autumn afternoon, but very different. So there are some, <laughs> there are some threads. We can, we can unite these.、Um, <laughs> well, I, there's one thread I bet you don't know. Maybe you do.、Uh, did you realize that this film is from the same studio as An Autumn Afternoon? What? I did not. Yeah. I did not realize that. Oh so, my God. That's,、yeah. ama- that's incredible. That is hard to believe. Shochiku is a very old Japanese film studio, one of the oldest. And、um, m- during the time of Ozu, he was like their star. Right?、Mm-hmm. He was their biggest export,、uh, their biggest in, in, star nationally. I don't, he didn't actually have a big international career at that time, but、um, he, was the, he was it. But they also had other directors,、uh, early Oshima films, Naruse, but they had a house style at Chochugu that was like very family drama oriented,、mm-hmm. very Ozu style. He kind of was the house style, like the, 
Narasai films for Shochiku are very Ozu style films. And um and then uh after he died in the sort of early seventies, they started freaking out because like Godzilla came out and uh, uh, what's that film? Jugoku and stuff. And some of these films started getting really big with the kids. And they were like, oh, we got to make we got to make some, you know, horror films. And they made like four horror films that are absolutely ludicrous. Uh, There's a box set from Criterion that I I watched for my um, Cinema Gadfly site. They're just ridiculous. And they made four of them. The first one, I'll just say, stars a it's like Godzilla. If Godzilla was a giant chicken. (laughs) <laughs> um, and that it just gets terrifying it, it well it's not <laughs> but um it, it just gets kind of weirder from there there's one about like a these alien vampires and there's one about a ghost ship that's probably the best one and there's one about uh insects killing everyone it's it they're they're just a, a weird collection of films and then fast forward you know uh whatever 40 years or whatever and they make this this film the happiness of the categories <laughs> and i just think there's something kind of beautiful about you sort of accidentally you know you chose a japanese film as well so it's not like that crazy but and you chose a film that you thought would pair in an interesting way but the fact that they're the same (laughs) studio i think is pretty funny that is pretty mind-blowing and yeah no that was that wasn't intentional it was just sort of like it just popped into my mind and i was like i've never actually spoken to anyone about this film as i was watching it um you know like i had housemates and like two of them came in at different times and we're like what are are you watching i don't know i really don't know um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, this time through, like, it was a lot slower to me. Like there were, there were mm. points that really dragged. I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not an amazing film overall. No. And there were, there definitely, it's, it's very uneven. Yes. Um, there were, there are parts, um, that are great and hilarious, um, and just absurd. And I, I just love, you know, absurdity and, um, just surrealism and just, you know, kind of. I, I love the off the wall zaniness of this film, but uh, and then there were parts where it was just like, oh yeah, okay, we don't, this doesn't need to be in here, and this is just sort of like rehashing the same same thing that has been said already. But um, but it was wild, it was fun, um, and so what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I felt basically the same way you did. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think I asked you this, and you, the answer was no. But you haven't seen House, right? House. The... Oh, is that the is it the one where there's like a bunch of Japanese girls and they go to yes. someone's house? It's like an aunt's house or something, yes. and she's not there, and and then it turns out she's dead or something, and it eats like it tries to kill them basically, like the house itself. Tries the house, to, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yes, you have seen that. Yes. Okay, yes. so it was very hard for I love that movie, okay. um, and it was very hard for me not to compare this film oh, to that this one. Film is not no and that it's... film is like really bizarre and great. Yeah, and it was yeah. it was a hard comparison because it yeah definitely, and and that film has an interesting history where like most of it came from the mind of his the director's like eleven year old daughter I think oh, nice wow. who she was just like what do you th- want to see in my movie and she told him <laughs> and he was like I'll make it for you and that's kind of awesome right yeah um and that film feels weird because of that and this film feels more weird for maybe weirdness sake but I really right. don't think that's fair to this film at all because it's a genre right like horror farce comedy horror farce if that's what you want to call it is, yeah. is a is a genre of films and so I, I tried really hard to kind of separate uh my feelings about house because it's like well what's the point of that like you know it's a different movie but i so in general i would i would agree i think there are really really high points to this film like points where i was just like oh that is awesome or oh my god that's so funny uh and then points where i was just like oh this yes. is so boring like yes <laughs> to start with one of those 
I hated the con artist guy. Oh, so much, so much. Oh. Why was he there? No. He was the worst, right? Like terrible. that whole subplot like, no. it was just terrible. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it was it's only redeeming um point was when um you know, he battles the um the grandfather? grandfather. Yeah, the grandfather and then they <laughs> they turn into um so this happens at, at a few different points in the film but um it jumps from, you know, live action to really schlocky claymation, but like of yeah. the actors, which yeah, is Yeah, really bad. Really bad. Wonderful claymation. Wonderful. Like I love and, I love yeah. the claymation. And and while and like um with sort of periods of, of um compositing the live action head of, of the actor, like making a goofy face and going like oh on top of the claymation that is really bad and, and very um like very jerkily animated. Like I don't know if you remember, you know, like Rankin Bass, um, the old um, like Rudolph, uh, Rudolph like yeah. Christmas specials. Like those were those were jerky, but this is like very, very poorly done, like intentionally poorly done, and so good. I love it. <laughs> it was so so wacky, and so. But yeah, I, I feel like that whole sublot could have been just taken out entirely. There were other things that could have just been sped up or cut out. Um, I loved though the karaoke sing along. In the middle, sort of yes. between the husband yes, and where they put was, the they put the words on the screen, and they have the bouncing thing, like yes, that's so there were so the 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 film wildly alternates between all kinds of different genres, styles, filmmaking techniques, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like you said, it's a musical in a kind of a weird. I described it to someone as a, a '80s '80s music video musical. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, so there's like a lot of like moments where there's choreographed dancing, some of which seem to be inside the story of the film, some of which seem to be only in the characters' heads, mm-hmm. right? There's the claymation, which is completely unacknowledged, of course, by the characters, and I think is just really for us. There's there's uh, there's a lot. One thing I thought was really hilarious, but was only really funny to me personally because of uh, uh, so I saw you uh, like. A, a couple weeks ago and we spent like quite a while talking about uh, our love of the big Lebowski yes. and there's a big Lebowski reference in this movie did you catch that no so wait, there's wait, the moment I've seen when, it twice now and I didn't yeah so okay. when when the when the when the first guy dies yes they go over to the, they're trying to figure out what happened why he killed himself and the dad is like why didn't he leave a will which is weird like not a suicide note but a will but like, oh, yes. why didn't yeah. he leave a will? And he goes over and he tries. To, he's like, they, he drew something on paper, and he goes over and he and he co- goes over with yes, the pencil, yes, yes. Yeah, and yeah. it's a and it's like a a woman, uh, like a naked woman. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that was totally a big Lebowski reference to the yeah. Yeah, isn't that yeah, great? I didn't, I didn't connect that. No, that is great. Yeah, I just was like, oh my god, that's so funny because we had just spent like an hour quoting the big Lebowski last mm-hmm. time I I saw you. Um, but so. So yeah, there's there's a lot of really really funny uh, stuff in this film. Uh, there the music videos are I thought great. Every time one of those happened, I got really excited. Yeah. Uh, there's the weird moment where the tele the news guy gets a bug, oh, a up, bug his that nose. Goes up his nose and it doesn't leave and he just starts yeah. yeah. And, and it's just also again a very poorly animated bug <laughs> yeah. that like a beetle looking thing goes up his nose and it's it's a, during a segment that's talking about a very successful. Um, you know, in bed and breakfast type thing, like like the end they they aspire to have, but where um, where the, people don't the, die, yeah, where people don't die, and where the owners <laughs> have trained animals to to be, you know, to like bring people food and towels and stuff, which sounds which is awesome. Home. Yeah, it does sound awesome. <laughs> um, and then Possibly a little unsanitary, but... yeah, perhaps. I mean, you know, I don't know if I want a goat anywhere near my towels, um, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. I think the goat would probably eat the towels, right? Right. Yeah, it would be what... expensive to keep that up. Um, anyway, oh, what a wacky, wacky film, though, overall. Like, yeah, I feel like it would have benefited from um, some better planning and some better editing. But now, you know, like, knowing in context that, like, that was one of 15 films that he made Definitely. in a year. Like, oh, my yeah. God. And also, um, so it was shot on digital video, it, it looks like, and it was very painfully obvious. This is, like, 2001, like, long before you know digital video could look good you know like this is before the red camera you know or anything like that existed and boy can you tell like it's just kind of like oh especially after watching like this was the second you know thing that i watched like at all of anything after autumn afternoon and it was just mm. so it was kind of just painful um, yeah, that is a that is a, a discordant jump for yeah. sure I feel like he did that on purpose, though, right? Like, that's a lo-fi thing where yeah, he wanted I mean, it to look shitty. Sure. Like, yeah, I think that's that's part of the the look of the film. But he does try to get, like, these, these like, lovely shots of, like, the mountain. Or, like, yes. when the family yeah. is, is running sort of Sound of Music style through the, yeah. uh, through the fields. Or, like, oh, at the end... Oh, man, uh, there's so many, so many ridiculous parts. But at the end... Um, when the family is sort of... Um, so a volcano erupts in this film, we should mention. Yes. Um, so after the volcano erupts, we're not sure... I mean, I wasn't sure whether anything that followed that was, was dream sequence, and they were all dead, and this was sort of an afterlife sort of thing they were experiencing. But they, they look out into the field, and there are, there are like elephants and giraffes, you know, sort of grazing in this field, and a rainbow shoots by. And, and to me, um, I don't know if they have these same brochures in Japan, but like, oh my God, that was like exactly like the back of a Jehovah's Witness brochure that I received. <laughs> um, like, and I've seen it like several times, you know, I think they use the same one, but it's like, you know, they're depicting the kingdom of God and it's like, it's it looks exactly like that with the rainbow and all of these different types of animals that don't belong in a like lovely meadow with a lake um, grazing together. Do you think it was a reference? I, I feel like it has to be or that I'm just, you know, I have too strong of a memory of the back of this Jehovah's Witness. Brochure. No, it could t- it could t- I think it totally could be. My notes as well at that point just say, are they dead? Like, right. it's, just, it's very unclear, right, yeah, at that point. very unclear. Except and then it, that the, the little girl who, like, kind of is narrating the film... Um, kind of. ...refers to her grandfather dropping dead the year after that, and he sort of, like, does a... Um, he starts to glow and then, like, jumps into the, the air and zooms off, um, and the whole family's like, yeah, which is great. <laughs> Um, but the so logic sort of, of the like, film he, is, you know, yeah, it's you know, it's, it has its own logic. Uh, logic, but um, yeah. So I didn't know after that. Like, can you die like in an afterlife? That you know, when you don't know you're dead, can someone like the grandfather die? I don't well, know. maybe the anyway. volcano transformed their. I mean, I guess the only other option really <laughs> is that the volcano transformed their part of Japan into like a pan Africa Japan. North American <laughs> mix. I guess I don't know. <laughs> like it's they definitely. I don't know where they're building the road. And I yeah. wasn't really sure, like, whether the people, like, was the volcano, like, caused earthquakes that caused the dead bodies they dug, they buried to, to come up again, maybe. Yeah. Or was that just, like, a nightmare, you know, That the dad was thinking that, like, was yeah, happening. exactly. Like, was, were there really, like, zombies walking around, or was that, like, all in his mind because he was sort of in panic? Right, and obviously this is not a film that wants you to care, or, yeah. like, it, it doesn't matter, really, ultimately, <laughs> which of these are true, but it's kind of fun <laughs> to think about, right? Yeah. I thought yeah. the, um... The scene with the uh, one of my favorite parts of the film was when the weird sort of family with the flute playing daughter show up. Oh yeah, I loved that. It was so great because it's like the exact like expectation defying thing that you would 
you would want to have right in a film like this where nothing weird happens, right? Like, yeah. It's like, oh, this this is going to be, what crazy thing is going to happen now? Nothing. Yeah. They asked to borrow some cord. Yeah. No, it's fine. Turns they just out they shuffle off the next day. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the, fine. <laughs> kids, kid needs to keep his pants up, you know? Yeah. We, we've all been there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it definitely, I mean, for sure, needed to be like a half hour shorter probably. Like on this one, yeah. like like we were saying when we were talking about An Autumn Afternoon that it's a two-hour film, but it doesn't feel long No, really it doesn't feel long and it doesn't, nothing feels unnecessary except for, for possibly that conversation that is sort of a, um, a ham-fisted reiteration of, of a point that was already made, you know, that right. I just feel like didn't need to be, you know, uttered out loud. But know, because everything things. in this film doesn't need to be there, yeah, and because yeah. parts of it are dumb, yeah. it's like I could do. There's an amazing movie in here, right? Yes, like, yes. There's like it, a masterpiece, and it's just not quite there, right? Yeah. If you just spent a bit longer editing it, or if someone would go back and and re-edit this, I feel like it could be great. Oh yeah, um, all the people out there who keep making mo- new edits of the uh, Phantom Menace, which oh, you're yeah. never gonna make it good. No, right? It's not actually possible. That's not a possible thing to do. <laughs> edit, re-edit this. Like, make something awesome. Make like some YouTube poop type thing. Like where there's some crazy. There probably is. Like, there's probably hundreds of edits of this uh, are out there. Right? Like, <laughs> I feel like the weirdness for weirdness sake community probably like worships this film. Oh, maybe yeah. Did you know this was a uh, based on a, another movie? Oh, oh yes, um, but I haven't seen that one either. What what was it like the? It's a South Korean film family? called The Quiet Family. Yeah the, yeah, the Quiet Family, and and I hadn't I hadn't heard about it, um, and I didn't actually end up going and reading about it. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I did I did read that um, that it was based on another movie. Well, so apparently that movie is also a horror comedy. Um, but more of like a straightforward comedy. Okay. Like I would, I kind of want to see it actually. It's like, it's, I, I didn't watch it either, but it's like, uh, the same story beats of like, you know, family buys an in, uh, crazy things keep happening to their guests and that's where the humor comes from. But I think like minus any of the over the top weirdness from this movie, it's just a okay. straight comedy, okay. but apparently quite good. So, I mean, I don't know. That would be interesting to see like the template from which he, he decided to exercise whatever, Oh, that's interesting. Weirdness demons he had. So I had, um, I had figured that it was a a sort of farce based upon a sort of straightforward movie, but I hadn't assumed that it was a um, like a, a next comedy, level comedy. Also, or a horror comedy. Yeah, there are some great lines in this film too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the moment I forget who says this. I think it might be the 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 daughter. So the 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 one who ends up with the con artist. She, he says. Oh, no, I guess it was the granddaughter. It has to be the, the, the youngest, the narrator, because she says great-grandpa. But, like, great-grandpa lives an easy life telling lies and being selfish. <laughs> yes. Yes, like, that was so awesome. What a great life that is. Yes. <laughs> like, that's so good. Hell? Oh, and the point where, um, again, during the, like, battle between grandpa and the current artist where, um, you know, like, they're, they're these, suddenly they're claymation figures of themselves. And then, like, they're struggling and they're about to, like, fall down a ravine. It looks like, and, and they just both look down, and, and one of them's like, "Wow, we're so high up." Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just a silly throwaway line, but it's just very goofy and funny. There were a lot of moments uh, like that. There's that moment where uh, where the sumo wrestler and his girlfriend have apparently come to the inn because they want a place to have sex. Yes. And then the the son of the family is like on a ladder trying to watch them do it, <laughs> yeah. and he falls. Oh. Yeah, like, the, the ladder just falls over. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's uh it's um Oh, the reveal of where the the girl is is hilarious and sad. Oh, Great. totally. It's so good. Yeah. So good. And then, you know, I don't have that much to say about this film to be honest with you. Yeah, it's I mean, like, there's just sort of like, oh, okay. And, and I had forgotten a lot of it to be honest. It was sort of like mm. I still had things um 
just little scenes um, from it sort of stuck with me because I watched it once many, many years ago. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really, I sort of just, it popped into my mind and I was like, hey, have you seen this? Why don't you? Um, oh, no, I'm totally glad that I've seen it now. Uh, it, it feels like one of those things, like, because you said you found it just in the video store yeah, uh, in like 2004. Randomly. And I feel like it's exactly that kind of film <laughs> where it's like y- you would have stumbled upon it. And then, and then you would have said to your friends, like, months later, like, oh, my God, have you heard of this crazy movie? And they would be like, no, who's, no one's heard of that. And then <laughs> they would go to the video store and they would – like, it's – I mean, you live in, in a place where there's still video stores. Uh, and I, I feel like that's an aspect that's sort of missing from uh, uh, the way we consume media now. It's like if it – for one thing, if, it, if it's not on Netflix – you're never going to find it, right? Like, for, right. for most people. Like, you and I, uh, serious film people might seek things out, um, but if you're just a sort of the average movie watcher and I say, have you seen this? Because cra- this movie isn't, like, impossible to find, but it's not easy to find. No, Like, I yeah. ended up watching it on Fandor, which I'm not sure is a service most people know exist. Um, it's not really on iTunes. I think it no, just not- came out on Blu-ray from I... Arrow in the UK, right? So it's not... I mean, it's a cult classic, right? It's yeah. that that genre of films that was so prevalent. And there's some of those that I hold so dear. Like, have you ever seen um, the Greg Araki film Nowhere? Do you know that film? I don't know. I haven't seen it. See, (laughs) exactly. That's an awesome movie that you should totally watch, but you won't be able to find because it's never been released on anything but VHS. Right. Awesome. That's why Movie Madness exists. So Movie Madness is um, an independent video store in Portland where I live, and it's amazing. So you you visited it when you were here. I did. It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, It's also... um, it houses the like collection of movie props of the owner, so there's lots of costumes from different films, and um, you know, gun like fake guns and fake like the knife from Psycho is there, and it's just uh, it's amazing. Um, but also, it, it's one of these you know great video stores where everything is arranged by um, genre and then cross referenced by director or by you know by actors and by country, and um, it's just really great and. And yeah, it's the sort of place where it's like, I knew that I wouldn't be able to find this on Netflix. I sort of looked around online, like, oh, I can't rent it on iTunes. Oh, you know, it's not on Amazon Video. It's not on Netflix, obviously. Um, I'm just going to go to Movie Madness, and I know it's going to be there. And yeah, they had like three copies of it. So it's In what format? Um, I rented on Blu-ray, actually. But they had DVD and Blu-ray. Oh, cool. Uh, What do they do for things that are... Yeah, it really... I mean, that blew me... That store blew me away. I'm (laughs) so jealous. I do not have a movie madness near me uh, here in (laughs) in Oakland. But um, what what do they do for things that were only on VHS? Do they, like, have digital copies of it? Do they rent VHS? They do rent VHS. Um, Some that are super rare, you have to put down, like, a $200 deposit, like, to rent, you know, Eraserhead on VHS. Like, you Mm. have to put down a serious deposit. And I think they also rent VCRs. I guess they'd have to, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't have a VCR anymore. Right. I, I kind of need to get one because I bought some stuff on VHS that's only on VHS that I'm right. with. But ugh. I guess they can't rip it, right? That's that would be violating. Yeah, they can't do that. Yeah, copyright nonsense. It's like really, if the movie is unavailable, I don't know. I mean, it's it's all a, a moral quandary, right? That we live in in our in these <laughs> difficult times that we find ourselves in, Krista. So difficult. You know. <laughs> Uh, but I, I really do think, yeah, cause it's like the kind of thing where a video store employee would have told you like, oh man, you're into kind of weirder things. You're kind of, I see you in the cult classic section a lot. You should check out this the happiness of the categories. Have you heard of this movie? You know, right, right. that kind of thing. And I think in some ways the, the rarity of it in that sense at the time, you know, 
would have helped like you would have like a different set of expectations maybe in 2004 than you would now watching the same movie yeah yeah that makes sense yeah absolutely and i just you know and it was the sort of thing you know i didn't know anything about it going into it but besides you know reading the the back of the the dvd cover so <laughs> which i don't even know how they would have i think yeah. i read the summary and it was pretty not uh helpful yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't i wasn't prepared for, yeah for definitely so, not no but that's the best um, that's the most fun right yeah yeah absolutely i i really enjoyed it then i still enjoyed it now but just was was much more aware of its unevenness and um and how badly it needed a good editing <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i've been struggling because you know I'm, I'm a fan of the letterboxed mm-hmm. right and i've been trying to figure out i've been i haven't uh i don't know what term they use like boxed it i don't know what you say <laughs> i haven't put it into my letterbox yet i won't try to create a fancy term uh <laughs> and uh and i i just don't know what how many stars to give it yeah i would give it i mean so is, is i so i don't use letterbox um my husband never does but um i have not um because i gotta just, get you on there what's that we gotta get you on there i know it's sort of thing like it's uh, this is also why i don't use goodreads because i feel like i would just sit on there all day and just write reviews of things and then just find more things that i had seen and write i want you to do that why won't you do that for us all i mean <laughs> you should just quit your job and do that and then we, we will all be happy and <laughs> you will starve but whatever while you before you do we'll just get great content okay um <laughs> and but so is it a is it a five star or a four star it's a five star it's a five thing. star rating yeah. thing you know, I would give it, you know, three, three, three and a half, maybe. Yeah. No, I feel like three. I feel like three is, you know, it was, it was, um, some parts of it were thoroughly enjoyable. It definitely, yeah. you know, it definitely gets points for being really original in some ways. Um, and, you know, points for being absurd and surreal and just incredibly over the top yeah. um, and silly. And then, but definitely loses points for just having just not being tight enough in the story and plot um just having yeah that that terrible subplot having probably too many musical numbers as fun as they are like you could cut it down by like two probably and it would still be great um yes and some of the i you know some of the musical numbers were more ballady yeah and they were a little i mean i know that's quite popular some people love that (laughs) i i I didn't enjoy that as much but uh yeah i would agree with all that three seems probably well i'll end up putting it at uh i i do it on like the netflix thing where it's like three means i liked it and i, I liked it it was definitely i'm very very glad I, it's, it's just i guess the reason i'm thinking about it is because i'm very glad that you asked me to watch it <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm very glad to have seen it mm-hmm. um i don't know that i'm going to watch it again right exactly like i wouldn't say yeah i don't think i would have watched it again you know ever unless but i i really wanted i'm glad that you watched it so that i could finally talk to someone about it well now you know another human yeah, being in the else. world yeah. you be like oh my friend Arik's seen it he yeah. can describe it to you or whatever this is just like ringu you know like but with mm. this film and now you have to make someone else watch it and... oh god i have to it's like a like a chain mail letter where if i don't pass it on something bad will happen to me yeah no, that seven day. I don't. I don't have anyone to force it on in seven days. No, don't you put that evil on me, as they as they, as they say. Uh, right on. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I think that's. Uh, I don't really have. I don't know. It's a, just one of those. It's so weird that it's almost like hard to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. there's not a lot to grab a hold of. It's like, oh, did you did you enjoy the part? And probably you did. Yeah. You know, I did. There were, like you said, very, very funny parts. But, yeah. Anyway, like I said, very glad that I have seen this. And if you are someone out there who... I bet we've got people out there screaming like, Oh, my God, how did you not get this or that or the other thing? It's, uh, 
it's for somebody for sure yeah um but yeah cool all right well so uh uh before we go unless there was anything else you wanted to get to on this one i don't think so okay (laughs) it was zany and absurd and parts were very enjoyable totally without a doubt there were moments where i gasped with laughter so that's (laughs) any movie that does that is certainly a win right yeah um but uh uh, why don't you uh like we did on the last episode why don't you tell people briefly what you're up to because i just think it's really cool and i think they should know oh great thanks um well i am co-founder of a company called civil co um we make a product called civil comments and it is a new approach to um comments on the internet that you can actually read um, so what we've done is we've crowdsourced moderation. Um, in order to participate in the comments, um, a user must submit um, a comment, but then also rate three other comments for quality and civility. Um, and then those rate those ratings um, are then pooled and analyzed by our behavior engine, um, which then decides which to publish and which to reject. So it does use algorithms, but not for language processing. And it's awesome and working great. Um, yes, that's what I do. Yeah, if um, if you have anything out there that that uses comments or wants to use comments, and you're not using this, you really you definitely should be because it just really turns them into useful uh, things on your website instead of garbage crap full of hate. So uh, I think it's a honestly, I think it's like a humanitarian mission that you're on. To be honest, with you. it totally is, and uh, yeah. it's yeah, it's it's good work. Definitely. <laughs> so it's awesome. So check it out, everybody. And then where can people find you personally? Um, they can find me on Twitter, um, at Antichrista. It's like Antichrist with an A on the end. <laughs> Wonderful. And uh, people can find me at CinemaGadfly on Twitter or CinemaGadfly.com uh, or uh, CriterionCast.com, which we're part of the CriterionCast podcast collective i guess it's a collective i never mentioned that and i should more uh there's lots of awesome other awesome shows on the network so you should all check those out so uh thanks everyone good night